Welcome to Sensational Shorts. I'm your hostess, Addison Dion. Each story has a set of Young Loving Essential Oils to complement it. You can find a place to order those oils in the description of each post. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to sit with me and enjoy a story that I've written. I'm very passionate about writing. I'm also very passionate about helping people get healing tools into their hands. I hope you enjoy. Thanks again. Welcoming the Death Goddess. The mist circled at his feet as Hades paced the floor, sending echoes down the empty hallways of the Castle of the Dead as he walked. Summer was coming to a close so swiftly he could hardly contain himself. The burning scent of fragrant woods like vetiver and palo santo were rolling from the fireplaces. The underworld wasn't a delicious smelling place, so he'd come up with a few creative solutions in his centuries there. My lord, his least annoying servant approached in a quiet voice. The correspondence has arrived in regard to the queen's return. A smile, as rare as it was, spread across the god's face. Tell me, he said. She will arrive on the day of equal day and night, he said to the death god. Hades breathed a sigh of relief. The first time he had felt as though he could breathe properly in months. Then we'll prepare for her welcome, he said before turning on his heel and beginning preparations. Persephone sat in the bedroom of her youth and let her eyes wander over all the small details, internalizing it. The sun was filtering through the sheer curtains and bouncing off the golden accents in the room. Geranium and rose filled the various ornate vases, and the breeze moved through the chamber, and she was overcome with the smells around her. Sometimes it was comforting, such lovely scents. It was not the fault of the beautiful flowers that she'd experienced so much suffering here. This place had felt like prison for so long, but something about it was also comforting. Odd how something that hurt and broke you could also bring you comfort. My dear, Demeter said from the doorway as she moved into the room with a flourish. Persephone stifled a sigh before looking over her shoulder at a woman who had always claimed to love her but possessed her more than anything. Good morning, she replied, not quite able to make a smile on her face feel genuine. She never wanted to hurt her mother the way that she had hurt her, so she tried to be kind in every interaction. Good morning, her mother replied, not seeming to read on her face that she wasn't feeling genuine or really open for conversation. I believe I found some way to save you, Demeter said. Her eyes were wild, almost feral with excitement. I've spoken with many other gods and goddesses, and they're here now. They seem to have found a few human witches that could work some spells to set you free. Persephone's heart pounded wildly against her ribs as she listened. Somehow, even after all that she had explained and she had told the entire story to her mother, she wasn't getting it. The day that she had run from their home on the hill was after a terrible fight. Persephone wanted to be free to explore. Flowers were lovely. Sunlight was delicious. But there was more to this world. There were more things that she needed to learn and understand. Demeter was determined to keep her daughter on the straight and narrow. It was all in an effort 
to make Demeter shine. It was clear that her daughter was her sick plaything more than a singular being with her own wants, needs, and desires. Persephone had been asking for more freedom, and as always, Demeter had become enraged, asking her how she dared to defy her after all the things that she had done for her. You are so ungrateful, her mother yelled, and that was enough. Persephone had run from their home down into the fields and by the stream. She peered into the cold water that ran from the mountains and saw how red her face was. She screamed. No one could hear her here. It was the only place that she could truly express herself without being judged. In the silent places, she screamed so loudly that it hurt her head. But she didn't care. She had to express this seething rage that lied dormant in her belly. That's when she had felt the stirrings in the shadows. Why was darkness a bad thing? To create shade, love, peace, a break from the heat? You wanted a shady shadow. Sometimes the light of the sun was too bright. Sometimes the heat would give life and sometimes it would burn you up. Withered away to nothing was how she felt. With all this painful light, she was forced into, without the reprieve of shade, of the shadows of darkness. So when the darkness had moved and the shadows lifted to reveal a pair of black eyes that were soft and worried for her, these eyes had more expression of care in them than she had seen in her mother's in years. She sat there, frozen, like a doe facing the archer that had revealed his position. She was informed about other gods and goddesses that existed, but was never introduced to them, so she had a feeling she knew that this was Hades, but couldn't be certain. She'd heard that he never left the underworld, that he was cursed too, something about him being banished there, she wasn't sure why. What pains you? he asked finally. The words were not overly flowery, but they were sincere, and against the expression in his eyes, she felt more safe than anyone she had ever been around before. So she sat there in the sunny flower patch as he stood across the stream in the shadows. For hours he listened and encouraged her story forward. He asked questions and wanted to understand. Do you think she's trying to do what's best for you so that you might be safe? He offered. She scoffed, unable to understand how Demeter's actions could be out of love at all. If there was anything that Demeter loved, it was only herself and the people around her were simply tools to elevate herself and her image. My mind wants me to believe that my heart knows differently, she sighed. Looking down at her hands, it wasn't an easy fate to be a beautiful nymph that sparkled in the sunlight and made people feel warm. It was her gift to smile on the faces of those near her and to make them feel as though the sun itself were smiling down on them. She knew her gifts. She knew that her gifts were used. Some, like her mother, used them for personal gain. Some, like the human visitors that brought tributes to her, they wished simply to soak up a bit of her sunlight. It drained her so deeply that she would be in bed for days. It was as though their hungry desire for more was sucking her dry. They viewed her as having something that they couldn't ever have. And so it tethered into her and sucked her dry. Demeter never let her rest the way she needed to either. There was a time that she expected Persephone to receive guests for an entire month, 30 entire days of letting humans come to suck her dry. Around seven days in, she was crying, begging for a break. Demeter would have none of it. We will never be respected if we do not give of ourselves to the people who need us. You must keep going. 
So Persephone laid in bed for days in a row, crying herself to sleep. By the halfway mark, her voice was completely gone, and by the last week, her eyes had black rings around them. The humans who came to visit her were even wondering what was wrong with the goddess, for she didn't look like a goddess at all. He sat there, and only interrupted to gain more clarity around her story. They'd wasted an entire afternoon this way as the sun began to fall behind the trees she knew that she would be sought after. He mirrored her as she stood, wishing very much that she could cross the stream and hug him. She didn't think it was wise. He hadn't offered that type of connection, and she would not overstep. I'll return tomorrow if I can, she said, eyes begging for certainty that she might see him again. I might find you, he said in reply. So she'd left with a small amount of fear, but also hope that she might see him again. Coming back into the room where she sat looking at her mother, who was trying to save her from him, she was annoyed and it was taking everything in her to be still and kind. You are trying to save me from something from which I do not wish to be saved, Persephone said. Demeter instantly began to glow red. You know that it's only the magic that he cast on you that's making you think this way. You never used to be like this. He'd made you defiant. He's filled your mind with darkness. He simply held hands with my darkness and did not make me feel a monster for it. That's why my heart's with him in ways that it'll never feel safe with you, Persephone said. Her voice was sad and small because her heart was breaking. She did not want to hurt the person who gave her life. She did not want to be defiant. There was nothing in her that desired this type of strife. Yet here she was having to deny and anger her mother simply because she didn't have the capacity to listen and understand her. Demeter began to protest and convince her that she was incorrect, but Demeter had never cared for, to hear the agony that lived in her daughter's heart. Sure, for most of her young life, she'd found solace in the ways that she could, but every caged animal finds a way to cope. Persephone had been no different. Without another word, Persephone stood and made her way from their home calmly, hearing Demeter screaming at her from the window, down through the forest, where she had met him that day, across the stream and into the shadows, where her attendant awaited. Was it too difficult this time, my queen? The dark nymph asked as she stepped into the portal. It gets easier every time, she said with a cool, even tone. It was the absolute truth, and as she stepped into the shadows, she finally felt as though she could there was nothing about her here that needed to be hidden. The river Styx was flowing as usual, with the steam rising and the black inky depths making her feel at home. There's no struggle here, simply rest. When her small feet touched the solid ground of the underworld, she experienced the transformation, revealing the truth of herself, for there's no way anyone can hide their truth while in Hades' realm. Her blonde hair shifted into a veil of black, heavy strands, it fell to her waist in effortless curls. Her doe-like brown eyes fell into a more predatory glare. Love was in their expression, but not as much of the open tenderness that willingly followed people and things blindly. No more, that was gone. No, this was a calculated look of a black panther assessing whether it wants to silently slink by or if it feels the need to assert its power. Her fingernails grew hard like daggers and shaped into a point as if she really did have the claws of a wild beast. 
Her lips were set in a delicious smile that was nearly feral. This was the internal motif. This was the outward embodiment that she hadn't been allowed to express, and the musk that clung to her was of patchouli and sage. Take me to him, she said from ruby lips. The nymph nodded, and under her began to swirl a throne of mist. It carried her effortlessly through the rolling wasteland where souls were wandering aimlessly. The ones that were denied in their human life were still in agony here. She hated to see it because their human lives were supposed to have been enough. Many humans don't want to use their life for good and to connect with abundance of their spirit. And when they deny love in their human life, their souls continue to repeat the patterns of agony in the afterlife. Gazing up at the onyx castle, she picked up her red skirts and ascended the staircase. Pushing open the door, she made her way left to the throne room and upon entering her nose was filled with spices, orange, clove, cinnamon, spruce, nutmeg. She identified them all as they rolled past her. Vetiver was burning in the sconces along the walls that lit the room and were dancing a yellow glow. A feast was laid before her, the very best decadent red wine, apple spice ciders, delicious sweets, savory meats, Every bit of the harvest from above had been brought to her here, a way to nourish her soul completely as she entered the space of darkness and rest. All hail the queen, Hades' voice rang out over the throne room. The nymphs, chosen souls, and guests of the underworld stood and bowed their heads to her as she walked through the crowd. When she was near enough, those black eyes found and saw her the same way they had the first day in the heart, she said, addressing him in her favorite way. Goddess of death, he said in reply, we've long awaited your return. Then he bowed before her, took her hand in his, and placed a kiss on the inside of her 